Hello, and welcome to RPG PodQuest. It's a podcast that's not only about RPGs, but it also is one as well. And we are so excited to be coming at you with episode 23 this week, uh, especially because once again, it's, it's nice to say once again, we have a new uh, member joining our group. So, You've heard my voice before. Uh, I am Evan. Uh, But with us, for the first time, we have Future. Future, how are you? Hello. I'm doing quite well, Evan. How about yourself? I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, we'll we'll get into uh, what how I've been doing uh, <laughs> once we get into the episode. Um, but it's great to have you. Um, I was so excited to get in contact with you and and talk uh, with you, and uh, felt like you'd be a, a great fit for the show. So. Looking forward to what you are going to bring to our particular dynamic. Uh, Looking forward to it as well. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I'm just really excited to be here. Great. Great. Well, that is awesome to hear. I'm sure you will have many things to critique about uh, what we have said so far (laughs) on the podcast. So you got a little bit of catching up to do, but uh, it'll be be a lot of fun. Um, And just because Future's here doesn't mean that Nick isn't. Nick, how are you? I am swell. Thanks, Evan. I had way too long to think about how I'd respond to you there, so I kind of panicked. Hi. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Sometimes it's the waiting that really uh, causes us to... our minds to go into wild and crazy places. Uh, Nick, you've got a a couple of things uh, lined up this week to talk about that I'm really curious about, (laughs) but hope things have been going well. Things have been well, busy, um, but, you know, well, which is good. Um, found of the course. time, you know, still working from home, so finding the time to, to log off quickly and, and, and get in an hour or two of gaming after work, which is always uh, nice and relaxing. So I've sort of managed to dabble in a, in a cu- fingers in a couple of pies just to see what, what's intriguing me at the moment. But, yeah, that's no, been good. Excellent. Well, before we get into those things that we have been playing, because we've got a whole bunch of, uh, of neat topics to to discuss here, we first wanted to go over some news. And really, this past week in the news of RPGs, there's been one major-ish uh, announcement. I guess it depends on what you would consider major. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, I'm fairly certain you're the person who uh, who put this into our show notes, uh, why, 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 would you, why would you assume that someone putting down an Evan game is me? Um, yeah, no, I was um, doing my perusal of the, the week's news last week, and I saw um, Soul Hackers 2 has been announced, which, to my understanding, the original Soul Hackers came out in the late 90s, was a, a Shin Megami spin-off of some kind, somewhere in that realm of world, but I, I watched the trailer and I just thought, this this is an Evan game. This is, this is going to speak to the man. If, if there's anything that's going to drive him to buy a, a PS5 or a upgrade his uh, PC, this will be it. Well, yeah, almost in a cruel twist of fate, it's coming to literally every platform except the Switch. I mean, uh, which honestly, are you really surprised at this point? Like, the Switch is great, but graphic fidelity is not exactly one of its strong suits. I mean, not to say graphics are the be-all, end-all, but... I'll say that these would... games, though, are never, like the cutting edge of graphics there 
yeah i wasn't really feeling that like this was pushing uh visuals to any sort of extreme it reminds me honestly uh aesthetically kind of like a tokyo mirage sessions um more than anything but you do have a point i mean the switch is dated it's turning five soon gosh can't believe that right um but Mm. (laughs) yeah uh, and and we are of course in 2017 part two uh, with all of the, <laughs> the the switch announcements that have been coming out, which is that. ridiculous. It feels like the last five years have not been five years, and like I've never been to a point in a console's life where I'm still you know five years in going oh shit you know this is coming out in in a month's time I really need to you know be ready for that because I'm really keen. You, like, I think we talked about last week, Evan. I, I'm usually just off at this point you know i miss out the end of the console's life cycle quite a lot because i I tend to move on Um, oh god triangle strategy is out next week there you go (sighs) oh next week yeah goodness gracious so there's there's still stuff coming to the switch but this game is not i actually (laughs) um nick to to comment on what you put in the show notes uh i saw a meme or i I don't know i guess just a an image uh, being passed around on the internet uh, mm. on Twitter, um, that was just the a picture of Soul Hackers uh, two, and it had like literally Caligula effects title, Monarchs title, <laughs> all this stuff just kind of mishmashed together. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, which did, how how attacked did you feel at that point? Uh, I. You know, I didn't copy the image because I didn't want you to uh, to know that it existed. Um, <laughs> but I, here I was doing my homework last night, stumbled across it. So. <laughs> sure. You know, I'm just surprised it was announced in the first place. Like, I know they were doing the countdown, and I was going, hoping for at least a port of the first game, not a whole new game in the subseries. And since the first one is a very... 90s exploration of what the internet was at the time i'm excited to see how they update these sort of concepts for the modern day oh sure yeah i can't wait to hear them talk about uh, the metaverse and all of that Scrolling <laughs> through <laughs> old 4chan posts <laughs> and hey maybe metaverse. for this one they won't put a very important uh skill thing behind a seemingly one-off question um, at one point in the game you're asked your opinion on your female party member and which of the three answers you choose determines what skills she learns when she gets the ability to use magic and if you don't know that going in you might put yourself into something that you don't want on your team ah uh, yes that's that's a 90s quirk that's 90s atlas for you mm-hmm. uh, in a in a nutshell um, and of course, if anyone uh, does want to play the original Soul Hackers, you can play it. Uh, get those 3DS uh, funds ready because uh, it is digitally available, at least in North America. Um, you can get it off of the eShop. Um, but it's also it was a Saturn game. Uh, am, am I wrong in in saying that? No, that's yeah. When I was that's having a look on Wiki that last night, that's yeah. seemed to be the case. Uh, yeah. So I I it's nice to see another sort of title being added into the Shin Megami uh, sort of mix, uh, this this title re-emerging. Um, but aside from that, uh, there's doesn't seem like there's any news that, that stuck out to us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anything else strike your fancy, gentlemen? No, I mean, there's a Pokemon Day happening in, what, the next 24 hours at some point? 
Fingers oh, crossed for that. Yeah, Sunday. Interesting to see what comes out of that. But yeah, there's already you know the rumor mill is is uh, churning. Some people think we're going to get some DLC announcements. Some people think we're going to get an announcement of another generation of Pokemon. I don't really care. I mean, my joking <laughs> response for the last 15 years has always been Pokemon Snap 2. So I and don't then... really have anything to go with now. <laughs> well, we could we could get a Pokemon Snap 2. Yeah, we could. Because that do, was just new Pokemon we... Snap. <laughs> exactly. Right, so. But I guess the question is, it, will Pokemon Snap 2 be a sequel to the original Pokemon Snap or new Pokemon Snap? Nice. Maybe it's one of maybe it's a Zelda uh, split timeline thing, you know, Child Link, Adult mm. Link, the same thing. If you succeed in the original Pokemon Snap, you are then whisked into the timeline yeah, where did, Pokemon did, Snap did, too. Did Tracy make it into university to study photography or not? And you've got the branching <laughs> go. paths of the the corporate world as opposed to the 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 artistic world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm gonna. I'm gonna minorly Let's... correct you. The player character in Pokemon Snap One is named Todd, not oh, Tracy. Shit, that's right. Tracy's the guy from the anime, isn't he? Yes, he's the simp. Yep, yep. yep. No. <laughs> Carry on. I'm glad. Thank you. We've got our first live correction. <laughs> this is great. Is that our first live correction? I think that's our first live correction in real time. I think so. Um, we've had a couple of of week week by week uh, corrections. But with all of that being said, gentlemen, let's move on to games that we have been playing. Uh, do either of you want to take this first? or uh, I mean... Yeah, I will go in and throw my hat into the ring. Um, sure. This week, I've been working a lot, but I found some time to check out some demos on Steam Next Fest because I always find that these are like smaller indie RPGs that are doing something new or different and having played RPGs since I was, you know, eight, so god over 20 years, I'm always looking for something fresh and exciting. A couple of games really stood out to me this week. Uh, first would be Small Saga, which is a turn-based RPG where you play as a bunch of rodents living below London. Uh-huh. And it has a sort of... Uh, they have their own medieval society, and they atta- they fight using, like, god weapons, quote-unquote, which, so, like, your main character has a god blade, which is a Swiss army knife. Or you're, you have a fire <laughs> mage who has a uh, souped-up uh, cigarette, souped cigarette lighter. Um, I, it was about hour and a half. I had a good time, and I'm definitely willing to give it a shot when it comes out. And the sprite work is absolutely gorgeous. So if you want something a little... Something feels kind of like Red Wally, give it a shot. Um, besides... That, that's a... That's a deep cut. I just want to say, as a as a uh, child who grew up on all on a whole lot of Redwall, that was uh, uh, that that hits me. Oh, that was hard. the light. That was the lighter cut. I was I was gonna say it's a Deptford Mice RPG, but no one has ever read those in my in my uh, experience. So, um, the other thing that really jumped out at me was Symphony of War. It's a uh, strategy RPG, and it has a system that I really like where you're controlling a unit, as in multiple uh, characters moving as one. And it's that was my favorite part of... Um, 
Oh my god, what's that PS2 Nipponichi game? The Soul Eater or something like that? But basically, being able having to like work with your composition of units to be as efficient as possible. And there's some really smart design decisions, like out of your unit of five, the highest speed breaks the tie. So you're not so you can have three of a flyer and two tanks and the tanks won't slow down everyone else overall, which I feel is a smarter decision. Um, I only played a hmm. couple of stages, but I am interested to see how it gets built up in the future. Cool. Cool. Um, well, thank you for sharing uh, that with us. Uh, I do just want to say, too, that uh, I've been following the the developer of Small Saga on Twitter for a while. And I, I love this concept of like of mice carrying around human um, <laughs> pocket sized, you know, items uh, and, and utilizing them. Uh, your, your mage, right, has a lighter. Um, but what really sold me on this game was I believe that there is a character who may or may not have been in the demo. Uh, but there is a character who uses a, you know, one of those neon cocktail uh, swords. That- <laughs> you get um he's he's toting one of those which i just find to be absolutely hilarious um yeah nick uh did either of these games uh pique your interest um there's certainly the combat i forget the name sorry you mentioned their future but that second one certainly did i always love a good military sort of you know large number of troops on the screen i played a lot of things like total war and stuff growing up so anything anything towards that you know, just style or anything, it always sort of piques me. So I, I don't know, I always enjoy large military strategy games in a way. Um, so no, it, it, and yeah, I haven't, I wasn't aware of this sort of, I haven't been on Steam much, so I might have a look at this. Uh, what, did, what did you say the name of it was that they're doing? Uh, Next Fest. Next Fest, I'll have to have a look. Yeah, definitely give it a shot. Which is surprising because I think several of the games I'm talking about are on Steam, but I've specifically just gone and searched them, bought them, downloaded them, and been on my way. <laughs> That's okay. Sometimes you need a little surgical strike. Exactly. Exactly. So, Nick, would you like to uh, tell us about maybe one or more games that you have been playing? Yeah. So, I originally intended i'd i'd cleared my you know done my quest early in the week i had a game i was playing all week which i'll talk about in a second and i'd originally cleared my friday night schedule for uh atelier sophie 2 ah uh, which was meant to come out however not coming out in australia for another week ah, womp womp. uh so and now given what i've invested myself in i probably won't be picking it up next week um, and I'll get to that in a sec, but first I thought I'd talk about Lost Ark, okay. which I picked up during the week. Now, we know a couple of weeks ago I spoke about I was playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, you know, I've spoken before about how I really enjoyed Diablo. This kind of just combines mm-hmm. the two, and that's a dangerous place for me. <laughs> it's, it's the aimlessness of an MMO with the aimless gameplay of a diablo and i'm just finding myself just sitting there at nighttime zoned out not paying any attention to anything i wouldn't have a clue what the story is guys i, I wouldn't have the foggiest but i've put in about 15 hours well from what <laughs> i'm from what i understand and correct me if i'm wrong 
this game does have dinosaurs in it, right? I haven't seen dinosaur. No, you're thinking of Ark. Oh, okay, well then, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the uh, this is the um, Amazon MMO. Oh. That got released. It's a so it's originally a Korean game, um, or developed by a Korean studio, and I think there was a beta in Korea like a year or two ago. But it's come out and it effectively plays like Diablo. Um, you know, it's your, your top-down action RPG. You've got your skill sets and things like that. But it is in an MMO um, place setting. So you've got your towns. You've got all your, your you know, on- online individuals running around on their horses, spamming gold chat, trying to sell me gold. Ah, bliss. I, I, yeah, I haven't kind of really gotten probably out of what you would call, like, the tutorial zones, you know, after 10 to 15 hours. But, uh, you know, there's always a, a place in an MMO where you just hit the first... So when you start, you're always starting off, you know, in your particular town that's built up for your class. You know, here's the side story of your class, get you into the world. And then eventually they'll funnel you into that large central town where absolutely every culture and every character type comes together. I haven't hit that point yet. So I'm, I'm not really sure how it's going to go because it is that, you know, isometric... ARPG view it's it's not as breathtaking as something like a Final Fantasy 14 or even something as old as World of Warcraft you don't have that view down from the character's eyeliner going wow look at all this sprawling out before me um so that that's probably the only thing missing from me from an MMO perspective but you know it's it's replaced I mean, you always look at it, the gameplay between something like World of Warcraft and Diablo is pretty much the same. No one really wants to admit it, but it's just smash hotkeys and spam <laughs> spells. It's, you know, it's what this is doing. And I, I purposefully, I did what I do. I took a character class that does AOE attacks. Um, I get really lazy when I'm playing MMOs and I just like to just spam attacks. And especially early on, you know, the first 30, 40 hours in any of these, you can do that. You can get away with it. How does it feel to get in those numbers all yeah. nice and big? Does it activate some sort of primal sense of joy in your brain? They're not they're not getting that big yet. So it's it's interesting. So if you took like a line between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, and Diablo 3, you know, the numbers in that, you were just skyrocketing up to tens of thousands very quickly. Diablo 2, the numbers stayed very low. It is probably more in the middle, but also you're not seeing as much of that. Like it is a lot more health bars on the enemies okay. and things. Um couple of boss battles so far have been fairly simplistic but you know there's there's certainly there and there's it's an mmo but it's also a free-to-play mmo so there's a store there which i'm ignoring currently with uh multiple currencies which i'll just try hopefully never to have to think <laughs> about um but there's certainly the intricacies of a of an mmo compared to a diablo with regards to character customization you know, there's a hell of a lot there with regards to where am I putting my skill stats? All right, I'm going to, you know, skill into this magic spell. I've put enough skill points into there. I now have three branching paths I can take. I can upgrade the damage. I can update, grade the skill, uh, spell casting time. So there's quite a lot of nuance there with regards to your character build, which is interesting. And um, yeah, some interesting character classes. You had sort of your mage. Uh, God, who else was there? There was, you know, your bard, your your... It's fairly standard character classes, but they all played quite differently, um, which was, yeah. No, if, if if you're into any any form of Diablo action RPG or just looking for a 
slightly different, you know, take on an MMO, certainly worth a look. I mean, it's free. It's not much harm you can do there. Just don't spend all your money on the fake <laughs> currency. Alrighty. Well. Yes. No. No dinosaurs, Evan. Apologies. <laughs> I do have. I do have Ark. I, I think you're thinking of. I got Ark of, once. Um, it was a free game. I am. I'm not know what you're thinking about, Evan. You're thinking of Last Epoch, which is another action RPG that plays like Diablo, but it has time travel, including dinosaurs. Oh no! I'm fairly certain I was thinking of Ark, uh, <laughs> yeah. but. Uh, I mean, it's cool to know that there is an MMO with... <laughs> there, there is something specific to your requirements. There's yeah, a little but, dinosaurs um, for pleasant, Pleasantly surprised. I think it's just sort of currently filling my... You know, I sort of... I, I come in here to the study and, you know, late at night, partner's gone to bed. I'll, I'll sort of just play some computer games, watch some TV, and it's filling that niche. You know, for a while it was Final Fantasy fourteen. Then I went down a Civilization Six rabbit hole, which I needed to uninstall because that was getting a bit ugly. Um, and this is kind of just feeling that, you know, a chill game to play at nighttime while I'm watching television or, or something, which has been quite nice. Cool. Uh, well, I guess this does raise a question uh, for our new host. Uh, are you an, an MMO uh, player? Is this is this a part of this genre that you dip into? Um, I have a occasional history of MMOs. Um, I played maple story dungeon fighter online off and on throughout high school um i'll pour one out for shin megami tensei online the with the mm. with has the best mounts in any rpg ever i will fight people on this um i am a big fan of final fantasy 14 i picked it up during the pandemic because my friends were playing it and well what else is there to do and I am just about to finish Endwalker now, and I am very, very excited to see all very of these nice. threads um, be wrapped up. I think it grabbed me so much because usually I play games for the story and the characters, which normally is not really a big focus in MMOs. That's why I tend towards RPGs, but Final Fantasy XIV kind of marries the plot in and makes me actually care about these characters and see their growth and whatnot, so... I'm very, very excited to see where the game goes from here. Cool. Uh, and yes, of course, I've heard that, uh, you know, just from a couple of people that, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen is critically acclaimed or something along those lines. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me that it is doing what the series tends to do, uh, which is, is merge narrative and uh, gameplay uh, pretty well. Well, it's. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you have some experience. Uh, that's just one more person who uh, will probably be able to talk about this when I can't, which is great. <laughs> um, I'll just, you know, uh, take a second to say that uh, life comes at you fast, gentlemen. And by life, I mean uh, intestinal viruses uh, come at you fast. And that kind of knocked me off of my feet for uh, the good part of a long weekend, uh, which means I didn't even have the uh, ability to play a whole lot uh, last weekend. And this week has been really busy too. So I don't really have a whole lot of new business to talk about. Um, but Nick, you did have a couple of other uh, things here that I was hoping to get your your thoughts on. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I guess just to weigh in, Evan, you know, fiber is important. Oh, thank you. And I think that's a topic we need to, because I, I too suffer some issues 
in this regard. So I, I, I know what you've gone through here, my friend, and it's it's not Would a comfortable time. you believe time. I'm also suffering Sorry. from similar issues at the moment? There you go. Let's get together. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Fiverr. It's great for us. Activia, give There's us a shout sort- out, please. There's- you know what? My, my dog has intestinal issues. He's currently on some fiber. So good work, everyone. But no, that's a horrible topic. Let's move on. Um, so yeah, I, I have... Yeah, sorry, go There's on. some sort of conspiracy going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're tired Either that us. was a really placed um, ad or... Uh... I, I, I do love in a podcast where they do place an ad well. Mm, sure. And you know, you know just, just really slide it in, but it's obvious it's an ad. But of course, we can't be having an ad for Fiverr, everyone, because Fiverr is just a natural. <laughs> and thing. speaking of sliding um, things in, uh, this podcast is <laughs> slide doors. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Puzzles and Dragons. No, um, <laughs> so oh, Nick. Shit. you know, you know what? I I did play a bit of Puzzles and Dragons during the week. I didn't even put that on oh, my list. Darn. Um, no, but yeah, I I dabbled in a couple of things during the week, and one I I just sort of wanted to pick up. You know, you mentioned uh, in one of your quests. Two, two episodes ago, Evan Knox. I did a a a game with with a branching story paths or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I straight after that episode, I was a bit taken back. I went and bought it on GOG, and then for about three days, tried to get it to run, and could not actually get it to oh, run. Darn. So, while I was playing Lost Ark this week, um. It reminded me, because, you know, that sort of top-down view, and I'm like, oh, I've bought Nox, so I'm going to try and have another go at that. So I managed to actually find a Command & Conquer DLL fix, which would actually just, downloading that, drop it into the folder, would allow it to run on Windows 11. Wow. Um, and, no, it was really good. I, I only put, like, a couple of hours into Nox, but I, I can see why young Evan thoroughly enjoyed himself here. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's... It's that old school, you know, it's close to Diablo 1-esque. Um, I did have a couple of issues just with how I was playing it with regards to screen resolution and the mouse mapping. Yeah. So you know, my my mouse was moving at a different ratio to oh, the no, screen, right. which kind of made it really difficult because you've got to really click on those enemies to get in there. I didn't really get to any area of attack stuff. Uh, but no, similar. And amusingly plays very similar to Lost Ark with regards to things like skills being mapped to the asd keys as opposed to one two three four so there was just some little things i'm like oh even down to the mouse keys you know with the attack the movement auto run were the same keys as lost arc so i was finding myself just jumping back and forth and absolutely no issue which was nice but no it's a there's a yeah no thank you for sharing that one evan i, I did yeah i'll be jumping well- back in I'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed it and that also it was a game that's easy to to jump in and out of. You know, I think that that can sometimes be a problem with a lot of uh, games in, well, just in general, right? Uh, is kind of readjusting your, your hands to, uh, to a control scheme or, or what have you. Um, I know that I struggle with bouncing between games and that's why I tend to have like a simpler game like yeah. a Picross yeah, uh, going on on the side. And that's like when I was playing, you know, Ace Attorney the other weeks, that was exactly what that was. I didn't need to get back and learn the game controls. It was just bounce back and it's your brain doing the doing the playing. But no, having two action games that I could bounce back and forth and not have to reestablish myself was, was, was quite interesting. Well, 
glad to hear it. Outside of uh, that, though, um, yeah, future. Anything else you've been playing, or um, I can continue waffling on. <laughs> no, no, um, just let him waffle. Let him waffle. <laughs> let him flounder. I, I do love me some waffles. Um, but it's funny, Evan. You were saying about having uh, getting readjusted to a game. Whenever a game gives you like a little recap when you boot back up, it makes me so happy because. You know, maybe it's been six months since I played you game. I don't remember what I'm doing, but if you can just give me like the cliff's notes, then we can I can keep on going. Just you know, keep me give, give throw me Future, back did in. Did you ever play um, Dragon Quest Eleven? Because it does yes. that so well. It, it, I, I, it, I know you haven't, but it does that so well with regards to representing where you left off, what your next actions are, and just the little details in that game. Just mwah, chef kiss. Just yeah. No, no I. Notes. I I've sat here a few times thinking about um, going back to it, so I think uh, one day I probably will. I know it's on it's on Game Pass, but I've got it on Switch as well. So, all right, yeah, I, I, I want to hear your 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 thoughts for the other game that's been consuming your time, Nick. Because well, the the big important one everyone's yes. concerned about. Nobody saves the world. That's the one we want to hear about, isn't it? So, yeah, but of course, I'll be very brief on Nobody Saves the World. I don't know if either of you two have seen this game. Yeah, that's the um, the devs did something else that I enjoyed. But it's like a trans you transform the different like creatures to like fight, and that's how you do your different abilities. Like the rat poisons people, the knight hits people with a sword, that sort of thing, right? Correct. That's it. So it's it's almost a a zelda-esque gameplay but your abilities and powers come from transforming into different character types so if we take the opening scenes of the game effectively you start off as a little blob that's you know in prison you need to escape you explore a few things unlock a few little you know points in game which allows you to level up from that point you then get the ability to transform into a mouse now there's a mouse hole in the jail cell you're in the mouse can then crawl out the mice you know and and move into the next area unlock the dungeon so that you can escape then after that you sort of unlock different character classes archers mages um, knights that kind of stuff that all have their own you know attack obviously the archer is an archer someone like a knight is just swinging a large broadsword but they've all got their own quests too and there'll be things like kill people with your poison arrows 25 times you do that you unlock a little uh, level up pick or almost experience points Ooh, which can that. then level up those character branches and things like that so it's it is interesting that their their puzzle mechanics are locked behind just completely different characters different gameplay elements that come with those characters so it's neat it's, yeah and it, it's been sitting there on my radar i think i might have mentioned a couple of weeks ago that my xbox controller had broken so I've had mm. it sitting there installed on my computer. I tried with the keyboard and it was a mess. It, you know, it was too, you had to be quite twitchy and it just wasn't great with the keyboard. But I fixed the mm. Xbox controller, hence some of these games I've been playing. And um, yeah, and, and got back into it. And I think, you know, it's it's been out for a little bit now, but definitely anyone getting a chance, jump on, have a look at it, especially if you're into those Zelda-esques, if you're into just sort of that, that puzzle um, you know, world world puzzle kind of stuff. It's it's 100% worth a go. I'll have to give it a, sh- a, a shot then because that sounds very much up my alley. Yeah, no, it's really nice. But then the other one. So when I sat down yesterday and was disappointed that uh, Atelier Sophie 2 was not available for me, I thought, well, I'm just going to play Lost Ark and be done with it. 
and then people are like oh are you playing Elden Rings Elden Ring and I'm like no I don't play Souls games I never have they're too hard for me and then I sat here after a beer or two and I thought I'm gonna buy Elden Ring <laughs> and guys I made that mistake at about that's right this this episode brought to you by alcohol <laughs> that was at about 11 p.m and then I'm like oh shit maybe I should have checked how large is the file size because I also need to download the game before I can play it. <laughs> um, thankfully, it was only 50 gig and I've got quite decent internet. So an hour later, it was downloaded and installed. Ah, only. 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 Yeah. Only. Um, G- games are big. Uh, newsflash. Games are big. And you know, I'm actually struggling with this at the moment because my computer hard drive is only a 256 SSD. Whew. But, oh, you man. know, as you use a computer over the years, you start to lose you know it's now i've got you know some wedding photos on there i've got just uh, you know other various software installed i'm down to probably about 120 gig that i'm flexible with so i had to uninstall lost ark which meant i couldn't play lost ark while i was waiting for elden ring to install so that was a fun <laughs> fun hour um I, yeah, I just, I popped on some Netflix. So that was right. But no, I, so I've, my experience here, I've, I've never played a Souls game, a Demon's Souls, Soulsborne, anything like that. I've never played anything from, from software other than Lost Kingdom 1 and 2 on the GameCube. Uh, shout out. Talk about classics. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's like the fourth time I've mentioned Lost Kingdom on this podcast too. Uh, and but it no, won't be I, the last. I, do either of you two have any experience with the uh, the the Souls genre? You know, I would say I, I fall into a delightfully strange category of someone who has played actually quite a few Souls likes. Uh, you know, games that are attempting to emulate this this style yep. of uh, combat and what have you. But I've actually never played a From Software game, <laughs> so that's a that's a odd little um just note to make but you know i'm familiar with uh you know character builds with the sort of ebb and flow of of action oriented stamina based uh, combat but uh future how about you yeah um i played uh demon souls way back in the day on ps3 and yeah. i have bloodborne sitting on my ps4 taunting me i keeping to get into it and then i just remember that i have to actually pay attention to the game and i'm just like oh no i'll do that later but everyone's kind of gushing about elden ring and it's getting me interested not gonna lie i just will have to learn to get good i guess and if you've anyone's been on twitter in the last 24 hours they certainly know what evan's thoughts are on elden ring because my god evan (laughs) there was a a rabbit hole of of angry tweets going on last night I'm, I'm not sorry. angry, but I, uh... I, I, you, you wanted to know about the story. I, I, I got your point. Everyone's talking about how great the game is, but no one's talking about the fact that George R. R. Martin had to sit there with these people, delay his novel series to work on this game. Oh, please. He and wasn't you're, delaying you're anything. Asking, he's not, he's where not finishing is my that story? last book. What's the story? <laughs> Do you want to know the groundbreaking story so far, Evan? before I get into anything else. Hit me with it. Uh, I don't really know. There's <laughs> there's an there's an Elden Ring, and we need to find the Elden Ring. I think I'm not paying much attention. 
I, I find I really ignore stories in Western RPGs and it's a horrible trait. All I know is that multiple people have said to me in-game, ah, you do not have a fair maiden with you. That will not an adventurer make. So wow. I, I, I've, I don't have a maiden with me. That's, that's the story I've got so far. And I just ran into a maiden and she was like, ah, you do not have a maiden with you. Perhaps I can be that maiden. And then she just disappeared. And then I stopped because we jumped onto Discord to record this episode. I'm very confused. I'm dying a lot. And I don't like that. And we've talked about before. So future for your sake, I don't know if you I play games on easy. I don't like a challenge. I'm not <laughs> here for a challenge. This is why I play RPGs most of the time. I just like the story and the artwork. But um, last night, in the power of a couple of beers, I think I did pretty well, you know. I killed some wolves. I killed some soldiers. <laughs> Today, I just keep dying. I, I think I, I died once last night because I found an actual, you know, little sub-boss somewhere. It was this big wolf guy with an axe in a cave. And he, you know, I got him down to one quarter health left and he just rattled me and I died. This morning, everything's killing me. Like a, a, a boar. A boar killed me. And I, I, yeah, I think it's a game I need to play with beer. It's like when you're playing pool. Yeah. You know, you can't play pool or eight ball without having a couple of drinks in you. You've got to, got to sharpen the senses. You got to, got to find the balance. <laughs> yeah. But I, you, you know, you've got as, to lower your tolerance for pain. I exactly. Think. But <laughs> as, as someone who's never played one of these games, I have always put it off for the sole reasons that A, it's considered hard. The sole and reason, Nick? This, yes, yes. Pun not intended, but I'll take it. And secondly, and you might recall from a quest about oh, six or seven episodes ago, I talked about a game that gameplay disappoints me, and that was The Witcher 3. Mainly because of just how how realistic they attempt to make the character movements. You know, that, the, that Geralt in that sort of moves... He doesn't move instantly. You know, it's not a Breath of the Wild, you hit left, you go left. It's you hit left... He's got to swing from whatever angle he's facing and start moving to the left. Now, I always assumed these Dark Souls games played like that in that they were a lot more realistic in their controls. And that's not something I really enjoy. But as I said, a couple of drinks in, you know, I've, I've, I've purchased this. It's very arcadey in the controls and I'm pleasantly surprised by that. It's snappy. It's responsive. It's not slow and coordinated like I thought it was. So that for me is sort of the big surprise and something I'm, you know, I'm enjoying darting around the world. I'm enjoying when I'm in a battle, just spamming that dodge button. It's not calculated like a monster hunter or anything like that. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's actually, uh, so, so, you know, again, with action RPGs and especially action RPGs that are technically uh, mm. challenging, right? Um, there, there are a couple of different ways that you can go here. Um, and I think, you know, Monster Hunter and Dark Souls fall into this camp of uh, action RPGs that are challenging, or they're challenging really because they are action-oriented. Um, but I think that Monster Hunter is a whole lot more committal with its animations mm -hmm. than, yes, than yes. any Souls game ever is, right? And that it can be kind of surprising, you know, hearing, oh, well, uh, <laughs> Dark Souls is an action RPG like Monster Hunter, but yeah, the combat really isn't all that similar. Um, however, there are still some, you know, pretty stringent uh, 
stamina-based elements factoring into your combat, uh, but yeah. you can at least dodge roll pretty well. Yeah, and I think, you know, I there's only enough room in my life for one game series that is deliberate in its controls, and that for me is Monster Hunter. So <laughs> I, I think if this was a bit more like that, I probably would have fallen off quite quickly. I probably would have just gone, oh, well. There's, there's some money I've spent, but, you know, maybe I'll come back to it one day. But no, I think uh, the controls have pleasantly surprised me. There's, um, it's the, the, the world itself is quite nice to explore. It's, it's sort of a early on, you know, of course it's, it's a, I want to say a breath of the wild Skyrim vibe, you know, sort of that medieval, but nice and grassy, um, sort of look going on while I'm exploring. Now, I'm, I'm sure at some point that'll turn on its head. But again, I don't know much about this genre. I don't know where they take their direction. You know, I don't know if they go crazy. I don't really know what kind of happens in these games. So, well, I would expect I would expect for, for you, I would expect that you will die some more. A yeah, lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said this morning was a bit painful and I kept dying. I kept going back to the place I was dying and then I died like a fifth or sixth time and I was like, cool, I'm not doing this anymore. And then went off and then got told I did not have a maiden. So yeah, that's <laughs> kind of where that game went. What I what I will say, and I think one of the benefits that you have with Elden Ring uh, specifically that I've heard from a lot of people is uh, if you keep dying to something, you can always run away from it. Yes. Um, yep. And you know, being able to kind of come back to certain challenges when you are a little bit more higher leveled uh, and really steamroll them uh, might maybe cheapen the the feeling of getting crushed that you had early on, or it might make you feel more empowered. Um, but uh, that is that is a possibility. And, in this you know, game. I'm, I'm still in a point as well where I haven't upgraded any of my weapons. I haven't really leveled up anywhere. I haven't got any new skills. So I'm sure as some of those things come through and I, I flesh out the gameplay and, and understand the mechanics a little bit more, my strength will also come from that. You know, it won't just be me leveling up, but it'll be like, okay, I this is clicking now. I understand what other my, what other options are presented to me in combat. Okay. Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but my problem at the moment is I can't have that installed and have lost Ark installed. So, Sounds like you need to get rid of some of those I, wedding photos then. Yes. Lost Ark, cherished photos. memories. Yeah. So I, I might invest into a, a larger hard drive or even just an external drive just to put some stuff on this week. But, yeah. Never hurts. Never hurts to have something like that. Uh, but with that said, gentlemen, I think that's all of the new business that we want to cover. So let's get into reporting on our quests. Uh, so obviously, Future, you are new to the mix, so you don't have a quest for today, uh, but we did feel that it would make sense for us to give you the opportunity to share some of your tastes, maybe some of your favorite games uh, with the audience. Um, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, and 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 go off, uh, <laughs> feel free. This The stage is yours. Of course. Um, uh, hi, I'm Future. I've been playing RPGs ever since I was about seven or eight. I started with Pokemon on the Game Boy Color, and it was kind of an addiction ever since. The game that really made me fall in love with RPGs, though, was Final Fantasy IX, because I got to explore the Alexandria section over and over again 
because when I bought it, I didn't realize I needed a memory card. So I had no way to save my progress until I saved up and got a memory card for it. And it was summer vacation, so I would just sit down and play those three hours over and over again and just get sucked into the world. Um, my tastes run towards the anime. I'll say that right off the bat. Um, anything with power of friendship and, you know, killing God, who is also your dad, that's right up my alley. Um, big fan of the Shin Megami Tensei series, and I'm including the everything under that umbrella persona smt um soul uh, hackers all that good stuff uh besides that i do enjoy me some strategy rpgs as well something about the tactical nature of the combat really speaks to me i'm actually very much looking forward to triangle strategy next week that's gonna suck up all of my spring break thank, thank goodness because i was gonna play that just so someone talked about it so I'm out. <laughs> that's that's great um, we're, we're, we're safe evan <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i'm on a bit of an emulation kick these days i have been playing through a bunch of stuff on my phone the latest uh rpg has been sucking up my time was actually a translated version of tomato adventure which is a the first game alpha dream made for the game boy advance and it's a very much a proto mario and luigi superstar saga you can see a lot of the gameplay ideas that they had that got refined further in this so it's interesting to see where you know this company started and you know they're dead now so rest in peace i guess um hmm. yeah that's that is pretty fascinating yeah it's it hmm. was definitely a thing of oh i saw it i was like oh i have to give it a shot just to just to say that i played it and yeah that's kind of it <laughs> all right well uh it, it's great to to hear a little bit more about your your tastes and it's good to know that uh you you do in fact enjoy a good uh anime-esque uh style rpg uh i'd be curious to hear your thoughts on probably some games that we'll be talking about a little bit later down the line my question to you future just before we move on into uh our our quests Mm -hmm. uh, do do you feel that there is an area uh in this genre that you don't have a whole lot of experience with or maybe something that you'd like to get into a little bit more uh yeah i i kind of bounced off a lot of your western rpgs um i dabbled in fallout i played skyrim for a while but nothing else really spoke to me so i'm willing to play more in that genre and see if i can find something that sort of fits my tastes so yeah fingers crossed for starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 whenever that actually comes out, but you know, that's way down the line. Someday. Someday. Uh definitely. Yes. Well, you're not alone in that camp. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm want to <laughs> work more I, on I my, will continue uh, to wave the flag. That's the uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um and actually, uh, a little bit of news that, that did come out this this past week that I guess we didn't cover, but uh, it was confirmed that Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance 2 uh, is, is coming to Switch. Uh, and I do have a friend who, uh, who absolutely loves that game, so I'm kind of hoping to 
maybe jump into that one or maybe go back to the first and uh, and jump in and see what the appeal is. But uh, yeah, I'm I, I too am attempting to work on my Western uh, RPGs. I think it's time for me to contribute something to this podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, it, it I, I should probably have something to say. Uh, and I guess I'll start with, for me, uh, my quest, which was quest number 51, a great town from an RPG. Um, and so this, this quest was one that uh, kind of threw me off uh, a, a little bit because... I've heard so many people talk about towns that they love from uh, this this genre, and I'm sure that if I were to extend the question to either of you gentlemen, you could list off some examples. I mean, we kind of did have an example of a town uh, <laughs> just before in, in what you were, uh, were talking about with Final Fantasy IX, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, future, but um, for me, I, I can't really say I've played a whole lot of games where... Uh, loving a certain town has been a a huge part of the experience for me. Um, There are a couple of games that would come to mind. Again, like I could really easily just throw in another uh, bone uh, for the last story, uh, whose sort of central narrative thrust takes place in a single town. Um, which is a very lush place and evolves as you kind of progress through the story. Um, And of course, Nick, you know that I could highlight what I think is maybe one of the best uh, towns in RPG history in Xenoblade uh, X, which is New Los Angeles. Um, But that's a city, technically, right? (laughs) Los Angeles, so... Uh, I think I'll I'll, so I'll take a step with back. Towns from that. only. You're, you're defining the town over the city. Is that what we're going here, Evan? Yeah, that's that is the that's that's the direction I'm going in. Uh, <laughs> and what I, what I've settled on actually is uh, again also technically a a port, um, but it's Rogue Port uh, from Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door and. This, I guess, from my youth, this is the the greatest example of a town that I fell in love with. And one of the reasons that I I love it so much is that, and it's part of the reason that I love uh, this game so much, is that it's so, like, antithetical to the Mario brand. Uh, You've got a a gallows, you know, in the town square is one of the first things that you see. It's run down, it's ratty. Uh, people are stealing your money. Um, there is a mob <laughs> of piantas, <laughs> uh, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Um, but it, it's it's very different from anything that else that's ever existed uh, in the Mario series, and I, I love it for that. Um, it's also a place that you find yourself coming back to a whole lot, and it's. I think one of the strengths of this town is that it's it's so multi-layered. There's a lore to this town. It is it's been built atop the ruins of an old kingdom, uh, which you can explore and which 
people in the town have actually taken up residence in. Um, I think that's a really neat element of this game. You've got a town square on top of a town square uh, in in this, and there's secrets to uncover, and there are characters um, who are are willing to kind of share some weird and 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 quirky uh, memories and and moments with you. It's uh, it's unlike anything that's been seen in in Paper Mario, but it's also I think structurally a great example of of what a town can be, which is a, a hub, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but just because you have a hub doesn't mean that place always needs to feel safe or that it needs to be a very cozy place. Um, you know, the 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 only reason I think of Rogueport as a uh, a cozy place is because. I've played through that game so many times. I know all of the seedy nooks and crannies that exist uh, in this place. So uh, with that being said, do either of you have any fond memories of this town or would you uh, offer a a, a different town in particular? Um, Yeah, I mean, I've certainly a a fan of Rogueport. uh, uh, yeah, the the gallows was I think the first thing that came to my mind, Evan, when you mentioned it, and then just those those seedy little individuals running around. It, it, it is a nice layered town, and and I do enjoy that. I I did want to weigh in on I guess my answer for this. Um, is a funny one. So whenever I start a game, and you know how you can name your town in a lot of RPGs, or name the city you're in, or name your hometown. Uh, take something like Animal Crossing. You know, what's the name of your village? I always name them the exact same thing. And that is Balam after Balam from Final Fantasy VIII. That mm. cozy little seaside town where Zell lived. I don't know what it is about that place. I actually want to live there. It's just so relaxing. You've got the seaside coastal air. You know, you've got the, the big train station, which gets you into the big city. You know, you're not far away from the big city. You can get there when you need to. And it's just the soothing, relaxing ocean sounds, I think. So I, I, pro- I would have gone with Balam with this, but that would have been a cop-out because I probably think about Balam at least once a month. So, <laughs> but no, uh, Ro- Rogueport is definitely an excellent choice. It's, And, you know, this is when we've talked about the, the current Paper Mario games. I think there's not a lot of that heart in, in, the, in the recent ones. You know, there's some, some heart here or there, but... Rogueport as a whole and all the individuals within it are all just filled with heart and design and and you know there's something there charm dare i say yeah. <laughs> but to, to to go back to to your answer uh, as well i think you're you're definitely being uh heavily impacted by those those ps1 uh seascapes uh or, or I, I should say <laughs> seascapes and soundscapes right because uh, you've got some great sound effects that uh, that are used in in towns like those um, which we talked about with Chrono Cross as well. Future, do you uh, do you have any thoughts about this? Yeah, well, first of all, Rogueport has maybe my favorite roadblock in an RPG, which is the mushroom chef who you step on her contact lens and break it, and she won't let you pass until she gets a new one. Always just hilariously petty to me. And... A great town for an RPG, I'm going to go with the OG from Earthbound, Own It. It's built up as just this quaint Americana town. Everything is hunky-dory. It has this seedy underbelly. 
I mean, the first boss battle is literally just a guy with a knife, which is surprisingly hardcore for such a charming looking RPG. And then you <laughs> then you go and beat up a bunch of cops because you're a ten year old kid with a baseball bat. And it's just this sort of juxtaposition that I find really, really fun. I know everything else is more developed, but Ona just feels homey in a way that it was always nice to come back at the end of the game and go to bed, and it's a very nice bookmark on your whole adventure. Mm, definitely, yeah, and I, I love, I, I just love games, right, where uh, you do come full circle in a whole lot of ways, uh, and that, I again, to go back to Rogueport, that's, uh, that is a huge part uh, of of the kind of conclusion of this game is is really unlocking the final secrets of that town too uh, which i think al- always uh, narratively satisfying a uh, great answer as well thank you uh nick are you ready to to talk to us about your I, enemy I, encounter i certainly have i even have some artifacts ready to send to you guys on the discord so you can appreciate what i'm going to talk about and i recommend the listeners do but before i get into it Oh boy, he did his research. Um, my, so my my well, I had an enemy encounter, guys. So you know, regardless of if I want to or not, there's some some research that needs to take place. So I I, I received play an RPG maker or fan made game. Now the moment I rolled that quest, I completely forgot about the second component of that quest or fan made game. So I did not go down that avenue at all, nor even give that a second's thought during the week. I went down the RPG maker route. Now, I know what we're all thinking. Did I play a Chemco game? No, I did not. <laughs> ah, good one, guys. I don't think Chemco use RPG Maker, just in case anyone from Chemco is listening. I don't think you do. If you do, well done. But Yeah, we're, we're, we're a famous uh, <laughs> podcast, so I'm sure that Chemco yeah, did. Exactly. Are, you know, they're, they're sitting around going, what are the guys thinking this week? Well, you know, what hot takes are coming out at us? I mean, they're um, certainly not no- innovating, so... <laughs> <laughs> we, say, we, have, uh, we have an old friend we might introduce you to a future you can have a conversation with him about that um, oh no no, no <laughs> i i think it's better for jeremy to just have to listen <laughs> to our critique but uh, no i sorry. so i went down the rpg maker route and i thought well when, so when rpg maker mv i want to say it was came out on the switch about a year and a half ago two years ago i downloaded that then you know just the free version and had a look at what people were making of course it had only been out for about two weeks so they weren't making anything good um they'd have been out in japan for a year and a half so there was possibly some stuff there but i thought this is a great opportunity to jump back into rpg maker on the switch and sort by you know well things i like you know we've talked about before i love a good sci-fi rpg so let's sort by sci-fi RPGs most you know popular. Big mistake. They're all awful. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I played, so I set myself the challenge to play the first 15 minutes of each game that I downloaded. Wow. I downloaded about 15 of them. And I thought, I'm going to oh, da- play the first, just, you know, to find something that clicks. And then I'll stick with whatever that is. You know, the first one that just goes, oh, hang on, this is interesting. I'll stick with. And I got through about eight or nine of them and not one of them stuck with me. Oof. And uh, slightly disappointed. And then I'm like, but you know what? Maybe oh, because I, I got the feeling that the the marketplace is exclusive to the games produced on the Switch version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that was the case, then that completely explains why there's nothing that wonderful on there. And, and a lot of it was just <laughs> use the standard art assets from the RPG Maker 
and you know i was seeing especially picking the sci-fi um filter i was seeing basically the same artifacts and elements in every game in the first 10 minutes right Um, so i was like okay this isn't great they're all controlling exactly the same there's nothing interesting going on with the battles they're all using the stock standard menus i get if it's done by the switch i completely understand that so i thought well i need to go and look elsewhere so i hopped on the computer and i you know did a bit of what are the best RPG Maker games available? And it seems there's quite a few that have, you know, just you know, been made in RPG Maker and then gone off and, and done their own thing separately. And I I stumbled across a little game, and I'll say it's name shortly. So for a bit of backstory, when I went to university, I went to the university for the purpose of game development. Now that dream really? fell apart and that's gone nowhere. <laughs> but when I was there and I was starting to tinker and starting to make things, I have absolutely no artistic talent. So when I would make things, I would, even to do with like stop motion animation and film, I would hand draw a lot of things in just, you know, a crappy on paper, but scan them in and use those as sort of the actual artifacts in the game. And I found right. a game that did exactly that. And I'm just going to hit send on, on Discord to you guys. And I recommend everyone have a look at this game. It's called Nepenthe. It's of everything I saw utilizing the RPG Maker, it is the Whoa. only game I really stumbled across where they'd gone to the effort of actually creating their own art style. Um, and you guys can see it. And what for the listeners, it's effectively take a piece of white paper and, you know, color in a square green and then scan that into the game and then layer that as your grass tile like just with colored pencils, every single artifact in the game is like that. Um, From the characters are all hand-drawn, even down to the spell attacks, the attacks, um, and the battle controls like Undertale. So you've sort of got those mini game style um, battle mechanics, you know, you've got to dodge the little artwork flying at you, but absolutely wonderful game. And I, I finished it on Thursday, it's it's a fairly short game. It was about three hours. There's three endings. I got the worst ending, but I wasn't going to jump back to it. I, I did a quick YouTube and saw what I missed, and I could see where I went wrong. But it's yeah, it's a little guy wakes up in a world, has to go and defeat the big bad guy. It's a fairly standard story, but just the writing, the art style, even the music. Like the music's wonderful. It's very early Diablo-esque like Tristram if anyone's familiar with them it's sort of like you know your mandolins playing very um, you know it really just paints a picture of sort of a desolate you know world but then as the game goes on they actually start to play with the music a lot more there's you know some acoustic music some rock and roll you've even got enemies later on that'll be like hey I can control the music watch this and they're like changing the music as they're attacking you um, to different genres and styles which is really quite cool and I think it was like $7 on Steam. The, um, the, the guy, I think his name was Yist, was the developer. He's got some other games coming up. I've now following him on Steam because I'm really looking forward to what he puts out. And I thought the writing was excellent. You know, it's, it's two, three hours long. It was clever. It was snappy. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And I, I definitely recommend anyone having a look at this. Nepenthe, it's N-E-P-E-N-T-H-E. Um, but if you like, you know undertale if you just like you know unique art styles or even just just a, a short bite-sized jrpg it's 100 percent 
worth having a look at. So I yes, am I've done it my homework. myself. So thank you for yeah, this. Yeah, it's no, it's I I've really taken aback, and I think the first hour or two, I think it impacted me emotionally too because I sort of had that moment of sitting there going, "This is exactly what I wanted to be creating." You know, when I went to university, <laughs> this is this is what this is basically what I had hoped I could do, you know, or that I would create something that was just this well written and, you know, like it really just encapsulated everything I would want to do if I made a game. And that kind of angered and upset me <laughs> knowing that it's already been done. So, well, how again, just because, sorry, just because it's been done uh, doesn't mean that you can't uh, one up them out no, of spite. And- and amusingly, <laughs> off the back of this, I've actually I installed the RPG Maker trial. It's a 30-day trial, and I've actually been sitting there and actually going through some of the tutorials now, and I've been talking about doing that for years, but this one, like this game, has actually finally tipped me into downloading it and, and having a go. Well... I, I do just want to say that I love uh, I love it when games you know really do take a bold direction with their with their art style and yeah I mean you if you were to just look at some of these screenshots you might feel like these are pictures of someone's coloring book or exactly their, their sketchbook. right yep um, but it's it's effective um, almost as a, a result of that and you know this is not the only game uh, or the only project like this to utilize a system like this um, but man when it's when it is done well right and when it's yep. combined with good music uh, good writing uh, it, it can really be something special uh, and I'm, I'm really glad to have had this uh, shared with me as well. So uh, thank you, Nick, for, for doing your research. It's, it's a really fascinating uh, game and uh, we'll definitely be sharing some of these screenshots uh, as, as we uh, put the episode up uh, online. Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, definitely, if anything, definitely worth looking into, you know, it seems like it's a little one man dev studio and he's got a couple of projects in the pipeline now, which is, which is exciting. Awesome. Well, I think that just about does it for our uh, quests for this week, which means uh, we are going to get into rolling for new quests. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is rather rather exciting uh, for, for future, <laughs> even though he is going to be starting uh, quite a ways back uh, for us. Look, uh, if, or, if playing oh, Dokapon Kingdom us. has taught me anything, it means that I can take, out, take overtake you guys at any point. Well, there's no Darkling mechanic in this game. Um, sorry, sorry to uh, to share that with you, but I'm also uh, really happy to know someone else who has played Dokapon Kingdom. What a gem! Um, gem is a gem is certainly one way to describe it. Oh, <laughs> now if Mario Party ruins friendships, uh, Dokapon Kingdom buries them dead in the ground. <laughs> uh, so. You know, normally we will roll for uh, our next quests. Uh, I'm looking, it's looking like I'm going to be getting uh, pretty close to the end here, unless I have a spectacularly bad roll. But we also do uh, end up, you know, factoring in our jobs uh, into things. Now, Future uh, has not settled on a job just yet, so uh, he's going to be taking on the freelancer role uh, here. Which means uh, maybe next week uh, he'll be starting to screw with our roles. <laughs> um, but 
Nick, do you want to go first and maybe roll for us? Certainly can. Roll the old die. I've rolled a four. One, two, three, four. The most difficult slash a very hard final boss in an RPG. Okay, so you can go in either direction here. Uh, Again, not story related. No, good. I'm glad I've gotten over that that hump of uh, narrative and story based quests. (laughs) Broken out of that pit of despair. Future, would you like to do the honors with your first roll? Of course. Oop, I accidentally rolled wrong. Let me... Oh, my app messed up. Oh, give me a second. I got a four. Alrighty. Alright, so starting from the very beginning, an RPG with the most slash a very immersive world. Alright, I can dig that. Very nice. And let's see if I can actually finish this this quest board off, or let's see if my dice really is uh, loaded. Okay, you're not going to believe it, but I did get a six. <laughs> okay, I'll yeah, believe you. Of course you did. Uh, so that actually pushes me right to the end of the quest board with our boss battle. Uh, so this is exciting stuff. That means we're going to get uh, a rather exciting um, <laughs> theme for next week as well. But this does mean that I need to play an RPG of my co-host's choosing. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, we're dun. limited. We're limited by your uh, your lack of Xbox, your uh, your your old computer, Evan. So uh, yeah, this is this is true. What, I, I what, might what, be what, able have, to... what have you got for me to work with here? What are what are we? What systems are? I guess you're looking at your 3DS, you're looking yep. at your Wii, your Wii U, your uh, Nintendo Switch, obviously. I can probably emulate some stuff uh, on my computer, but let's not get too ambitious with more recent games. If that it's inspires you or excites you in any way. Yep, I already have a game that I can nominate if you would like to hear it now so that the listeners can get excited, or do we keep that a secret? <laughs> no, we. the audience needs to know. I, I, I would like to put on the table Mass Effect 3 for the Wii U. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Mainly because no matter what was going to happen, I was going to pick a Western RPG for you here, but it's about my only option. Uh, okay. Future, do you have anything that you maybe want to submit here? I do. Um, well, two options. One may not be able to run on your computer, but I think it will. Um, it's called uh, Troubleshooter. It's okay. a Korean-developed strategy RPG from an indie team. And if you like lots of numbers and lots of stats, this is the game for it. Um, sci-fi-ish, like like ESP types fighting off the bad guys. It's got an Overwatch system. Uh, Good tactic stuff. Besides that... Google defines it as a skilled worker employed to locate trouble and make repairs in machinery and technical equipment. Exactly. Yes. Um, (laughs) Let me think if there's anything else. Um... Joke option, uh, Disco Elysium, because, well, it's on Switch, and it is a role-playing game. 
It is, and I, I have been planning on playing it, but uh, I, I, I don't think it's fair for me to pick something that I have been planning on playing. Um, you know what? I, I, yeah, you, you put me between a rock and a hard place here because it's either play the third installment in a trilogy uh, of which I have no con- context or, or background uh, for or play a strategy game. Uh, and both of those things are pretty painful to me. So the I think just, just for the sake of uh, for S's and G's, I will go with Mass Effect. Ooh. But don't get me wrong. I will also be uh, checking out Troubleshooter uh, as well. Uh, so <laughs> I will have impressions of both of these games. Disappointingly, the though, Mass next. Effect 2 is the better game. But that's not available on anything you own. But Mass Effect 3 is still great. And other, I, I would never recommend you start with Mass Effect 1 anyway because it's just the combat systems, it's all quite antiquated. So and also you have to deal with Ashley in your place. party. And I'm sorry, uh, there are no xenophobes allowed on my ship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> also... Trust me, this this there will be some karmic justice here where as soon as I buy this, EA will announce that they're bringing the trilogy to Switch or something like that. I'm surprised Mark they haven't Myers. already, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they you know EA's relationship with Nintendo consoles is I mean bizarre. They did just release the Ezio collection. Yeah, is which that, is it, very is that odd. An EA oh, that's Ubisoft. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's yeah. Ubisoft. But still, just an odd odd thing to happen. I'm yeah, I'm that's... here for this, okay? Any game where I can play a swarthy Italian man, I'm 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 100 up my up my alley. Like, and he's just yeah. Vi- <laughs> video games allow me to play out my fantasies of uh, of playing a swarthy Italian man. <laughs> I mean, exactly that's that's right. Mario right there, right? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, Getting his so. hands dirty and all them pipes. <laughs> 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 but you know how not to get your hands dirty in all them pipes? Eat fiber. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by fiber. Uh, there we go. Oh. There we go. All right. Well, let's let's move on into our <laughs> plugs. Uh, first things first. You can always uh, shoot us uh, questions, quests. Right. Uh, we would love to have more quests added to our quest board. Um, or just if you've been enjoying the show, we'd love to, to hear your appreciation at RPG Podquest on Twitter. Uh, you can also send us email um, at RPGPodquest at gmail.com. We're all over the place. We are on Spotify, Apple, uh, and Google if you want to listen to our podcast. Um, and we also have things to say. Uh, sometimes I have things to say about Elden Ring. Um, but uh, you can find me at rpgseb on twitter uh nick where can they find you they can find me at rpg nick with two eyes on twitter i don't think i tweeted this week but you know i'll get there we'll we'll get you we'll get you tweeting at least one thing a week hot takes that's what that's what (laughs) the people want hot takes Yes. yes please please do um whether it's it's hot takes on elden ring or hot takes on uh my playthrough of mass effect uh three um future where can they find you uh at future underscore on twitter 
mild disclaimer, my Twitter is not work safe in that there will be pictures of shirtless guys on there, but nothing soul searing, but just forewarned is forearmed. <laughs> All right. Just, just some eye candy. We can appreciate that. Exactly. We do appreciate the disclaimer as well. Um, Future, is there anything else that you do out in the uh, the inter-sphere that you might want to plug? Nothing at the moment. Um, just making really bad posts on Twitter and crying over Wordle, but um, this is a great start. <laughs> awesome. Uh, for me, personally, uh, you can find uh, articles, reviews, things that I write uh, on switchrpg.com. Uh, it's a website dedicated to rpgs on the nintendo switch uh, if that is something that floats your boat which if you're listening to this podcast i would think it might be but with all of that out of the way uh gentlemen i think it's time for us to head out on our next quest so to all you who are listening see you around have a great week 